Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Wednesday, June the 8th, 2022. It is currently 5.53 p.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from Abilene, Texas. Well, I believe it was last night, my daughter sent me a photograph. And when I saw the photograph, I was, I mean, it, it, it literally, it's one of the things you almost like, almost a gasp. It, it, it almost took my breath away. I was like, it, it's so powerful. On one hand, it's kind of beautiful. On the other hand, it's very disturbing. And the more I studied the photograph, I just kept looking at it and looking at it and looking at it. As soon, I don't know how long it took, maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't know exactly how long, but all of a sudden I... I looked at the photograph and saw a beautiful picture of a very important theological truth. Now, the image itself says a lot about the horrible conditions and the horrible situation that is happening in our world, and I do not want to minimize that in any way, shape, or form. This photograph, first and foremost, should just tell us and remind us and scream to us how horrible the situation in Ukraine is right now. It should just tell us how horrible it is and make us continue to pray and plead with God and, and want this situation in Ukraine to stop the, war, the, the invasion for, for Russia to, to, be, to move back to their borders and that death and the destruction should stop. But in the midst of this horrible situation, this image just made me think of, well, another horrible situation and something beautiful within that horrible situation. Because in this photograph, you see the horrors of war. You see the destruction of war. But right there in the midst of the destruction of war, you see something beautiful, something that seems out of place. And I think that that is a very important picture of a theological truth. Let me try to describe this photograph. You see these buildings that have been completely destroyed by explosives, by bombs, by, by Russia, you know, attacking Ukraine. And I mean, there, there's really two buildings here. They're, they're part of them are still standing, but they're just, it's, it's in rubbles. It's just, there's just rubble, debris everywhere. These buildings are destroyed. There's no one around. It's, it's empty. It's just, it just what's left is the, the scars and the destruction of war. But right there in between these two buildings that are like, they're just shells they're, 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 uh, of themselves. There's, there's nothing really much left there. It's just in shambles. It's broken. It's destroyed. You, you see the destructive nature of war. But right in between these buildings, here is this young girl wearing this beautiful red ballroom gown. And it seems completely out of place. You're like, why is she standing there in this beautiful red gown, this beautiful red dress, right there in the midst of a, all behind her, there's no people anywhere. It, it just seems isolated and lonely because all life has been removed from the area. People have been killed. They have fled. You just see the destructive elements of war, the remaining debris of war and destruction. But there she is standing there in this beautiful red gown. And you're like, what is going on? Like, that's such a that picture just has so many ideas that come to your mind. And so my daughter sent me some information about it. All right. The, the young girl standing in the red ball gown, she's standing in front of what remains of her school. 
graduation that is not. This is that's kind of what the photograph is called. Graduation that is not. This is the description from from the person that, that I guess sent, posted the picture on Twitter. My niece was supposed to graduate this year from her high school. She and her friends planned the graduation event, brought dresses, and were looking forward to the big day. Then the Ru- Russians came. Her school was directly hit and destroyed on February the 27th, 2022. Today, she came back to what is left of her school and her plans for the graduation. Thank you, uh, my dear Valerie, for being so strong and brave and so proud of you and love you so much. Now, first and foremost, I have not verified the accuracy of said picture, so I cannot say if this accurately is an accurate picture. It's not been photoshopped or someone's playing some kind of hoax. So I want to just get that out of the way. But we know, obviously, if you've seen the photographs of different cities in Ukraine, you've seen the destruction, you've seen the buildings. So the the destruction behind her is very accurate of what I have seen in countless videos and pictures from the Ukraine. I don't know if the setup here is accurate or true, but if it is, it's beautiful. And even if it's not, the picture still captures what I want to do with it. I want to look at this from a theological perspective, right? There is death and destruction right there in the photograph. There is there is the scars. There's the thing that remains. And I don't know about your life. I, I cannot speak for you, but for me. My life has clearly shown the marks of sin, all of the death and the destruction and the pain and the scars that have come from it. All of these these buildings that are blown to pieces just represents my life, my lack of righteousness, my lack of godliness, my moral failures, my moral shortcomings, my mistakes, my stupidity, everything, all of my sin, all of my unrighteousness, all of my ungodliness looks like these exploded buildings in the Ukraine. I, I, I have definitely show the, the evidence of a sinful nature of depravity and of ungodliness. It has manifested itself in my life way too many times, way too many ways. It is there. There is no denying that I have a heart that's desperately wicked, that is deceitful above all things, No one can deny, you can't deny it in your life, but I will just make this about me, my ungodliness, my unrighteousness. But somehow in the midst of that ungodliness, in the midst of that unrighteousness, because of God's grace and mercy, I can stand there in the midst with all of this proof of sin where everyone can see sinner, sinner, failure, 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 ungodly, ungodly. Everything is but filthy rags. I can somehow stand there and be covered in the absolute perfection, the absolute beauty of the righteousness of Christ, not because of anything I have done, but because of the imputed righteousness of Christ. I stand clothed in his righteousness. I stand clothed in his... As this young girl stands clothed in this beautiful ball gown, this beautiful dress in the midst of that rubble, I stand right there in the midst of all of the rubble and sin and destruction of my ungodliness, but somehow I'm clothed in the perfect righteousness of Christ. Not by my works, not by my effort, but by faith. Christ's righteousness is imputed to me. As one article 
says about the imputed righteousness of Christ. This is important. On the cross, Jesus took our sin upon himself and purchased our salvation. We have been justified by his blood. And part of that justification is an imputation of his own righteousness. Paul puts it this way. For our sake, God made Jesus to be sin who knew no sin, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus is righteous by virtue of his very nature. He is the son of God by God's grace. Through faith in Christ, that righteousness is given to all who believe. That's imputation, the giving of Christ's righteousness to sinners. It doesn't make me righteous. In practice, it declares me to be perfect declares me to be without sin, declares me to be obedient. So even though the reality of my sin is all around me, the reality of sin is still in me, that nature is still there, I can stand beautifully robed in the perfect righteousness of Christ. And yes, the sin around me proves I'm a sinner, but I'm still clothed in the righteousness of Christ. You say, but you don't deserve that. It's not fair. You're right. I don't deserve it. It's not fair. It's by faith. It's because of God's mercy and God's grace. So when I saw this photograph of this young girl standing here, again, this beautiful gown, this beautiful dress, right there in the rubble of the destruction of the war in Ukraine, I'm like, what a beautiful representation of the reality of my life, that I can be robed in the perfect righteousness of Christ, even though all of the destruction of sin is around me. If you have not seen the photograph, you should find it. You may be able to look for it just put by doing graduation. Graduation, that is not, let me just do a Google search for that. Graduate Graduation, that is not, and I'm going to put Ukraine, all right? And then I'm going to put images, and that's all you got to do. Graduation, that is not Ukraine, and then hit images, and it's the first one you see. And it's, uh, wow. You just have to see it, and if that does it, now this one is kind of more of a close-up, but you can still you can still see it. And it appears to be accurate. It appears to be, uh, I have it here reported by the telegraph.co.uk. So we may be able to verify the veracity of said photo, but even if it proves not to be accurate, it still represents, well, the doctrine of imputation. So yes, as we see the horrible results of war in the Ukraine, let us take a moment to just look at this photo of this young girl and a beautiful dress standing in the midst of the rubble and the debris of war and make it remind us of us standing in the debris and uh, the brokenness of sin clothed in the beautiful righteousness of Christ. Just wanted to share that with you. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com. If you cannot find the photograph and you would like to see it, just email it to me, newsif at yahoo.com. And I'll just send you a link to the news story with it. All right. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great day. God bless.